This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to the show. It's called Because I Said So. I'm your host, John Roseman, johnroseman.com, if you're interested in more information about me and my parenting and family ministry. The program is carried every Saturday on American Family Radio exclusively all across the United States, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, and so on and so forth. I recently received a very interesting email from a member of a church whose pastor believes in psychological therapy, believes that psychiatry is a valid medical specialty, and believes that psychiatric drugs are a solution to emotional issues like anxiety and depression. A pastor of an evangelical church somewhere out there in America, I'm not going to identify where it is, believes this. A practicing psychiatrist is even on staff at this fellow's church. He calls himself a Christian psychiatrist. The pastor of this church admits to, by the way, taking psychiatric drugs for anxiety and other personal issues. And furthermore, he recommends them In other words, psychiatric treatments for spiritual issues to his congregation. All right, so the fellow who wrote the email wants me to use this radio program to provide a counterbalance to what he correctly perceives as a danger to the spiritual health of the members of his church. All right, so here's fact number one. There is no such thing as a Christian psychiatrist or a Christian psychologist. These are worldviews, psychiatry and psychology. They are ideologies. They are not sciences. They pretend to be sciences. And I've covered this many times on the show, but it bears repeating, especially for those who are joining us for the first time. I am a psychologist licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. When I talk about psychology, I am talking fact. I absolutely know what I am talking about. I have been licensed since 1979. I see the profession from the inside. This is, therefore, insider information. These two ideologies or ideologies, however you want to pronounce that, consist of a set of propositions concerning the nature of human beings and the nature of mental and emotional problems, and none of these propositions have ever been proven correct, and many have been proven incorrect. Furthermore, these propositions that define those two professions, which are joined at the hip, actually, stand in sharp contrast to a biblical worldview, Sharp contrast, there is no overlap, there is no commonality, they share nothing together, therefore, there is no such thing as a Christian psychiatrist or a Christian psychologist. You cannot successfully reconcile these two opposites. Uh, Here's fact number two, when it comes to mental and emotional problems, 
problems like depression, anxiety, hearing voices, and so on, psychiatrists and most psychologists as well believe in what is known as the disease model. That's what the term mental illness reflects. These people believe that mental and emotional problems arise from neurological or brain-based dysfunctions. They will tell you, for example, that a given individual is frequently depressed because he has a biochemical imbalance. All right, let's go to fact number three. No one, absolutely no one, brace yourselves, hang on to your chairs, has ever proven that these supposed neurological dysfunctions, biochemical imbalances included, actually exist. That's right. No one has ever proven that something called a biochemical imbalance actually exists. No one has ever measured it. No one has ever quantified a biochemical imbalance in any way, shape, or form. In order to talk validly about an imbalance in a system, you must first be able to precisely quantify a state of balance in the system, and no one's ever been able to do that in the human central nervous system. This idea that people have biochemical imbalances is purely speculative. Another word for this is the term biochemical imbalance is a fiction. It's a unicorn, folks. One psychiatrist, a prestigious fellow who is known by the entire psychiatric community, admitted a number of years ago that the term biochemical imbalance is nothing but a useful metaphor. Those were his exact words. It is, quote, nothing but a useful metaphor, end quote. A leading psychiatrist admits this, that a biochemical imbalance, the idea is a fiction that it is, quote, nothing but a useful metaphor. Well, that begs the question, how is it useful? Well, it's useful to get people, persuade people to take drugs. That's how it's useful. If you believe, because a psychiatrist, a guy in a white coat with a stethoscope around his neck perhaps, tells you you have a biochemical imbalance, and he tells you this in order to explain why you feel depressed, why you feel anxious. And he tells you that a pill that he is prescribing for you, a psychiatric drug, is going to make you feel better. Then you are going to go to the pharmacy and your insurance company is going to pay hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars for you to begin taking said psychiatric drugs. So that leads us now to fact number four. No, and this is a fact, ladies and gentlemen, no psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. Insiders in the pharmaceutical industry in America have verified this face-to-face -face with me. 
So again, I know what I'm talking about here. No psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. That means, folks, that in effect, these drugs are no different than placebos, other than the fact that they are very expensive and they have side effects. So what that means is, to cut to the chase, psychiatry is a sham. It's a farce. It's a deception. It's a lie. And if it's a lie, then it's the work of the liar. And if it's the work of the liar, then it has no place in a truly Christian church. And if psychiatry has wormed its way into a supposedly Christian church, and the church's pastor is harboring this farce, then the church's pastor is in big-time need of correction. So at this point, when I say that psychiatric drugs are really no different than placebos, someone in my audience is yelling at the radio saying, but John, I had depression and I saw a psychiatrist and he prescribed a certain drug and when I began taking it, I began to feel a whole lot better. What about that, John? And maybe he's even throwing stuff at the radio. Who knows? Maybe he's even pulled over to the side of the road in his car and is pounding on the dashboard, getting all red in the face. Okay, so the fellow is saying, whoever you are out there, because I know somebody out there is really getting agitated about this. You saw a psychiatrist for whatever emotional or mental illness uh, uh, issue, and he prescribed, I almost said illness, and when he prescribed a certain drug and you began taking it, you began to feel a whole lot better. What do I have to say about that? I have to say about that what I said just now, and that is that no psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials, which simply means that, okay, you began taking a drug with a you know very fancy scientific name, and you began to feel better, but there is every bit of evidence to the effect that if you had really been given by the pharmacist who was in some sort of conspiratorial collaboration with the psychiatrist in question, if you'd really been given by the pharmacist bicarbonate of soda and been told that it was whatever it was, there is strong likelihood that you would feel better. Because, to repeat myself, but this is extremely important, these drugs do not reliably outperform placebos, which is absolute, unassailable proof that Depression, anxiety, and other psychiatric symptoms called mental illnesses are not biological or physiological phenomenon. They are constructs. You have an anxiety disorder, according to a psychiatrist. That's a construct. You have depression. That is a construct. It is not a reality. If a doctor says you have cancer, you can say, show me. And he can show you x-rays, an MRI, blood tests, whatever. He can prove to you that you have a tumor. But if a psychiatrist says you have depression and you say, show me, 
he can show you nothing. Okay, I'll be back in a moment with uh, more of this heresy, these shocking insights into the mental health professions. Hang tight. Don't go away. Welcome back to the show. I'm John Roseman, your host, and the show is called Because I Said So, mostly deals with parenting and family issues, but uh, I, I, to a certain degree, range all over the cultural map on this show, primarily because it's almost impossible to separate out family issues from any other issue that is part and part parcel of the culture wars that are currently raging in America. I'm talking on this program about psychiatry, psychology, so-called mental illnesses, psychiatric drugs, and someone might say, well, how is this related to the raising of children, John? I mean, you're a parenting expert. Well, yeah, I'm a parenting expert, but I'm knowledgeable in a lot of areas, ladies and gentlemen, and one area that I've made myself very knowledgeable in is the area of the legitimacy of or illegitimacy of psychiatry, psychology, psychiatric drugs, psychological therapies, etc., etc., etc. And the relationship of the topic to parenting is that many, many mothers in America, not so many fathers, but many mothers, many women who have children have been persuaded by psychiatrists and psychologists to take psychiatric drugs for anxiety and depression that result from the fact that the raising of children in America has become extremely stressful for women. Why? Because they listen to expert advice. And guys, who better to say that than someone who is widely regarded as a parenting expert? But you see, the difference between me and most of them is I don't have any new ideas. I didn't think up anything that uh, I know about children or how to raise them properly. These are not my ideas that I put forth on this show. They are timeless ideas. They are found in Scripture. They are part and parcel of a biblical parenting worldview. And so, yeah, the issue of uh, psychiatric drugs and psychiatric diagnoses is very pertinent to the show in these strange days and times. So let me go back to this fellow, this hypothetical fellow who says that he was depressed and saw a psychiatrist and began taking a drug and he began to feel a whole lot better. I have no argument with that, but I'd like to correct some terminology. You, whoever you are, this hypothetical person, and and there are people out there in this audience who are having this reaction, I guarantee you. You felt depressed. You felt sad. You felt morose. You felt that you had a very low energy level. And that is different from having a disease called depression. Now, listen to me very clearly. This is important. The fact that you feel a certain way is different 
from concluding on the basis of that feeling that you have a mental illness called depression. Feeling and having are two different things. If I am perpetually happy, and and let's face it, folks, a person who is perpetually happy, which I pretty much am, is not normal in our culture today, not statistically normal. The fact that I am perpetually happy and that this is not statistically normal does not mean I have a physical or mental condition called elation. As I said earlier, if a person has something, a doctor can prove it with x-rays and MRI, blood tests, whatever. The doctor says, for example, that you have a uh, you have heart disease and you ask him to show you, to prove it to you. He can do that. He can produce images of blocked arteries. He can show you blood tests that uh, give you a cholesterol level of uh, 500. He can prove to you that his diagnosis is correct. But if a doctor says you have depression and you say, show me, he can't. He can't show you anything. In the final analysis, the evidence that you are depressed is purely objective. There is no objective, tangible evidence of any disease or physical disorder. So you do not have depression or anxiety disorder. You have nothing. People have cancer, you feel depressed. Those are two different things. So whoever you are, you testify that you felt better when you took took a certain drug. I have no argument with that either. If I argued with that, I'd be calling you a liar. But the question becomes, does the fact that you feel better after taking a psychiatric drug verify that you have something called depression, anxiety, manic depression, bipolar disorder, whatever it is. No, it doesn't, because as I said earlier, the drugs in question do not reliably outperform placebos in clinical trials. That means, to be clear, that some people who feel depressed and are given pills that are composed of nothing but bicarbonate of soda reported that they felt better. Bicarbonate of soda won't shrink a tumor, but there is a volume of proof that it will make many a depressed person feel a whole lot better. Not the bicarbonate of soda, but the suggestion on the part of a physician, in this case a psychiatrist, that if you take this pill, you're going to feel a whole lot better. But if he suggests to you, if you have cancer... If you take this pill and he gives you bicarbonate of soda, your tumor will shrink. Your tumor is not going to shrink. Placebos don't work on verifiable physical disorders. They only work on mental and emotional states. And that fact is proof that depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder is an emotional state, but these are not biological or physiological states. And again, everything I'm telling you has been verified by insiders in the pharmaceutical industry. One guy who uh, was the former director of research for a large, well-known pharmaceutical company said, this is the big lie, John. This is the big secret we are trying to keep from the American public. And he told me this, of course, in private and begged me if I ever broadcast this information through 
my newspaper column or my books or this radio show to not mention his name of the company that he worked for because he feared for his job. Okay, and here's fact number five. The Bible is clear that all psychiatric symptoms, anxiety, depression, and so on and so forth, come about because a person does not put his or her complete, unequivocal trust in Lord Jesus Christ. These are spiritual issues, ladies and gentlemen. They are not biological or physiological states. Fact number seven, Jesus went to the cross because of our spiritual brokenness, otherwise known as sin, our sinful condition, which we cannot self-cure. He did not go to the cross because we have biological and neurological problems that cause us to misbehave. Sin cannot be cured by taking a pill. Jesus is called Wonderful Counselor. He is not called Wonderful Pharmacist for a reason. Folks, the Bible says, Scripture is sufficient for all of our needs. There is not one thing we need ever under any circumstances that Scripture is not sufficient to satisfy. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about hunger or thirst. I'm not talking about verifiable uh, physiological states. But the Apostle Paul declared that the Holy Scriptures, quote, are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's 2 Timothy 3, chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. If the scriptures will thoroughly equip us, then we do not need psychiatry, psychology, pharmaceuticals. We need the Bible. We need God and we need his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have a church out there in the world whose pastor is in dire need of correction. He is leading people astray because he has been led astray. I do not doubt that he is a good man. Good men can be led astray. It happens all the time. So let me talk for just a moment about my website. If you go to my website, you'll find my bookstore. You'll find the last five of my syndicated newspaper columns. You'll find this radio program as a podcast. And you will find my upcoming speaking schedule. I'm a very busy public speaker speaking primarily in Christian schools and churches all over America. Uh, in upcoming weeks, I'm speaking at a Baptist church in Warner Robins, Georgia. I'm doing a two-day intensive parent retreat weekend small group seminar, basically, 
day one I teach and day two I problem solve with the parents, uh, and there's no more than 20, 22 of them who attend the retreat in Charlotte, North Carolina, Concord, North Carolina, actually. The first weekend in October, I'm going to be speaking at Fusion Bible Church in Durant, D-U-R-A-N-T, Oklahoma. So the bottom line is I'll be speaking in a whole lot of places between now and Thanksgiving, and then I pick back up in January. Go to my website, johnroseman.com, and you can uh, see if I'll be speaking in your area. Folks, thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoy doing it every week. American Family Radio, Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central. My thanks to Tim Wildman and all the folks at American Family Association for extending me this marvelous opportunity. Take care and God bless.